0: A deeddle deedle, a dee, a, a screedle dee We did it! Hey, hey, we survived an election process. Welcome, every everybody. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to the spoiler alert, gutter talk, cult pop extravaganza, Sunday morning comic book review show, TM. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Brian Lee. Wh- whom let's see, what are the what do the notes say? <laughs> Brian Leeb, whose earphone is fitting much better than last week because he shaved the inside of his ears. B, tell the people something.
1: Uh guys, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good today. And uh, it's a good morning. It's yeah. Good good morning, for sure.
0: Also with us this week is Len the Bad Tribble, who is
2: Feeling Brand New Day! Can't you? Feel a brand new day. Can you feel a brand new day? Can you feel a brand
0: new day?
1: Uh, to answer your question, Len, yes.
0: Yes, I can feel <laughs> it. I can feel a brand new day all up in my cockles. We are here to talk about this week's books. And we're going to do that now because we don't have any letters. No <laughs> No letters. We have no letters.
1: Max yeah, says. No, 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 no letters. No,
0: no, no letters. Max says, "What's up, guys?" Action figure expert says, "Hello, hello. What's up? What's going on? How you guys doing?" And Christopher Goodnight says, "Hello, hello,
2: Christopher hello. Goodnight." Hello.
1: Doing well.
0: Yeah, very excited. Yes. Oh man, yesterday was great. Yes. Oh, it felt nice. Um, I got a little, I got a little teary-eyed listening to someone on television who is supposed to be in charge of the country very soon using. Whole sentences. <laughs> I, I got I was like he's he's using actual words and yeah. saying yeah. things that are nice.
1: Yeah. What a speech too, Obama. right? What's that? What a speech. Right? That was oh. It was a great, it was great speech. I, I got a little teary eyed too it a couple of times yeah. yesterday.
2: And I was like, oh he's got energy. Yeah. Look at this guy. You know what actually hit me? I mean, Yes, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. You know, I voted for Joe Biden. Mm. I'm excited for to have President-elect Joe Biden, you know, leading this country going forward. <laughs> I'm also excited to have the first woman vice president, yeah. the first, you know, South, uh, you know, uh, Asian vice president, mm. the first black vice president in this in the, uh, in the White House. I'm excited for all that. But you know what is more exciting for me? And I've been thinking about this and I haven't heard anybody mention it yet. What's that? Is that how cool and how true the vision and the sight will be when the President of the United States goes into Congress to deliver his first State of the Union and sitting behind the president sitting behind that man will be two women because it will be the vice president of the united states who is a woman and it will be the speaker of the house who is also a woman Mm -hmm. and if there is no bigger truism in all of humanity that behind every single solitary good thing that any man has ever done or represented, there has been a even more accomplished and powerful woman. And that will be such a fantastic vision to see. I cannot wait
1: for it. Mm.
0: Yes. Same. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Goodnight says, I'll celebrate when they're
2: actually in office.
1: Hey, hey, fair enough. Oh. I'm not fully exhaled yet either. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's true, yeah.
2: Christopher. And you know what? The, I was just telling B and JD, the next 74, 73 days <laughs> of whatever it is, is going to be the best shit show <laughs> ever.
1: Yeah.
2: Watching this whole bullshit that has been happening for four years disintegrate before our eyes is going to be so Fucking joys! Oh, you—you you don't have to cross your fingers. That shit is going down. That shit is going down, dog. It is imploding right now. They are the—the charges are just slowly going off at the very bottom, the—the the lowest level basements of this shit, and it's just starting to just mm. pile all up, and that shit is going to come crumbling down. And I'm going to sit there for every fucking moment of
0: it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um you want to talk about this week's comics cuz I'll do it. I'm I'll don't don't even test me. I'll I'll fucking do it. JD. And let
1: me see you. Are you going to do it? Hmm. I am te- I'm testing. I'm going to do it right now.
0: Batman vol- <laughs> volume 3. This is the volume the third volume of Batman. Uh number 102. Let me bring up my little banners here. I'm going to put it on the little the, the thingle dingle. There we go. <laughs> the banner's on the thingle dingle. <laughs> yeah. And everything, my computer's moving slow, so that's great. Okay, Batman number 102, written by James Tinney IV, with art by Carlo Pagulian and Danny Mickey, with cover art by Jorge Jimenez, (laughs) 32 pages, Uh, (laughs) Bruce Wayne and the city he loves, have changed dramatically following the events of the Joker War, but Batman and his mission are eternal. But not everyone thinks that should be the case. The mysterious Vigilanti, known as Ghostmaker, has known Bruce (laughs) since they were teenagers. And he's made his decision. It's time Gotham City had a new hero. So, yeah, Ghostmaker showed up at the end of, I want to say, issue 100. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think like a lot of the designs by Jorge Jimenez, it looks cool, if not... Very overdone. Mm. There's a lot mm. of elements to all of his costumes. But it uh, looks pretty cool. He reminds me a little bit of... What's his name? The ghost from uh, Iron Man? Oh, I can mm. see that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. yeah, reminds me a little bit of that sure. guy. Um, but I was curious about him. And it's interesting to me that right off the bat, the very first full issue that he Ooh. appears in, they're just like, oh, here's who the guy is. Gotcha. I was surprised. I, you know... Usually they, they string these things out and there's a long process of like, who is it? Oh my God, it's someone from Bruce's past. And they're like, No, it's this guy. It's this teenager. It's this guy. He grew up. Now now he's trying to uh, usurp Batman's position in Gotham. What did you guys think? Len?
2: You know, the thing I like about the Riddler, the Joker, Catwoman, is they are criminals. Mm-hmm. And they are criminals who have a particular intent. They know what they want. They're going after it. And you know what I also like about them? That their history owes nothing to Bruce Wayne or Batman. Except that they just happen to run up against him. And I think the last time we had someone who in his original incarnation I think had that same kind of um origin who has risen to the level of prominence as far as the villain is Bane. Now, I could be wrong because they've rewritten Bane's story so many times that I I might be, missed, you know, I might have missed a retcon or two and it made it more of a connection, like made Bane more of like the doomsday mm-hmm. of Batman's um Rose gallery. But if I remember correctly, he was it, originally he was a, this drug addled you know dude in santa prisca or whatever the fuck um and batman kind of like just ran ran up against him and then you know the animosity brewed and what what have you i am so tired of batman's origin like every second Tuesday that Bruce Wayne lived between the age, between when his parents were killed and became when he became Batman, that he runs, he met somebody who now is coming back into his fucking life. I am so fucking tired of it. And I agree with J.D. This costume, massively overdrawn. I didn't really give a damn about this. I don't really like the name, but I'm like, all right, let's see where they go with this. Let's see what they're doing with this. But no. Yet again, we hearken back into those, you know, unseen Tuesday afternoons in Batman's origin where he met yet another person who was, on the same quest as Batman for some freaking reason, or the same quest as Bruce Wayne, to learn everything, to become all that he can be so that he could then return very, you know, coincidentally at the point of Batman 100 to, you know, strike out on his own. And it is because of that that this book just ran real, real cold with me and I just didn't care. Plus, the art, wow, well done. I'm not going to knock the drawing. I'm not going to knock the illustration. But because the dude's costume is so overdrawn... You don't know where you're supposed to see, like where's his eyes, because they look like things as maybe his eyes, and depending on who's drawing it, because there's a couple of artists in this book, the eyes look like where they're supposed to be, and there's other places where the eyes look like down here, and so the whole face mask is supposed to be. That page right there, go back, JD, that page right there is it's supposed to be real dynamic of this guy going through this window, but it almost, it looks very still to me. There's no movement in it. And that was also a, a big disappointment. the art is there it's just the storytelling that there's something missing it's just a little something cold about it and that and this you know the sameness or the you know once againness of wow. this story you know just made me like uh and I was like and and that like that. That panel right there, I'm, I'm, I'm touching the screen. Y'all can't see me touching the screen, but that panel, <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing it. I am. Can you tell I'm happy? <laughs> um, can you that that panel, that page right there, the panel where Bruce Rain, Bruce Layne is running towards us. You, you, you can't tell me one that that's not a swipe or something. I know I've seen that pose a thousand times before, and two, it, 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 it makes this panel. You know what? It looks very '90s to me, and it just it. And that just makes it feel – that and everything else makes the this, this story feel very dated. And it just didn't do nothing for me. I was, I, I was happy to be done reading this comic.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Brian. Uh, I'll tell you, I enjoyed it. I, I did feel exactly the same thing that Len did about this guy. It didn't get in my way as much as, as for Len. But I was, I was reading it and I was like, is this just a function of me having read Batman comics for so long? That it's like how how is there anybody left that he <laughs> that he hasn't run into again from the relatively short number of years I don't know maybe 10, 10 plus years I guess it's actually a lot of years but um you know I was like oh another person who who is from the past you know just just like Len put um but uh but I, but I still liked it I I enjoyed it I thought it was cool I thought the art was good I thought it was. Interesting. Now, this is not when this new status quo has premiered, but it's kind of the first time that we've seen Batman in action without the money, you know. And I, it's never been done before to my knowledge. Um, I don't think I'll miss it when they eventually give him his money back, but uh, you know, it's cool. It's an interesting twist uh, for him, you know. I know in the show Arrow that happens, and it happened to Green Arrow in the comics. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of odd that they never tried that with Batman before, but, uh, you know, we'll see. we'll see where it goes. Uh, that scene that you've got up right now, J.D., with Harley Quinn, um, that was cool. And I like that last panel where she sticks her head out, very well illustrated. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, how about, how's your feeling about hyenas? She's, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to get an apartment. The guy doesn't want to rent it to her, uh, but he does eventually. Um, so, yeah, I, I liked it.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, God, look at that costume! What is? What? <laughs> How, all right, let's just. I'm sorry for the for the audio listeners yeah. uh, who can't see this panel. He uh, Ghostmaker has a helmet with 19 elements on it. He has a hood. He's got shoulder pads, two swords. He's got uh, all okay. sorts of armor that lays on top of each other, kind of like. Um, like a roach, maybe, like segmented. Mm. And then underneath the armor, he also has a loincloth that goes all the way down to his ankles, and he's got gigantic billowy um, (laughs) MC Hammer pants. Ask your grandparents who MC Hammer was. And then a cape on top of all of that. And it just, for martial arts, it just seems (laughs) really (laughs) heavy, difficult to move around (laughs) in. You're going to get wrapped up in all of that flapping uh, fabric. So it's a bit much. Maybe that's why we haven't Um, seen him before. The story itself...
1: He yeah. was just caught he up in kind of, the game. It took, it took him this yeah. long to
0: get out of his apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, whatever. That's just a design element. That's fine. Um, but uh, I actually really liked his first appearance where they show him, and he just has a mask with a little V on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Which, much better. Um, uh, but for the story, I think, again, yeah, th- another guy from the past. It reminded me of Tommy Elliott from yeah, Hush. Yes, Definitely. At least, at least this isn't a big, uh, for, from what I can tell so far, a big red herring of like, oh, we, we've we met this kid before, but none of the readers have known that. And the new villain has shown up. Who could, who could it possibly be? And then, <laughs> you know, 12 issues later, oh my God, it was Tommy Elliott, the guy we just introduced with issue one of this series? I can't believe it. So, at least they, you know, forewent all of that uh, rigmarole. But, um... Yeah, otherwise it's fine. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't really care about him so far. He's just another guy who shows up who thinks he can do it better. Didn't this happen recently in the, the new 52 Batman and Robin? There was a new character who Bruce knew, who comes back, who wants to do Bruce's job better than Batman does. Um, he had like three, it was a black helmet with three red dots on it. You guys remember what I'm talking about? Doesn't ring a
1: bell, but it kind of sounds similar.
0: It was during the Peter J. Tomasi Batman and Robin run. It was like the first story arc.
1: I don't remember that, but he kind of sounds like the uh, what was his name? The Executioner. He had an episode in the animated series. Um. Oh, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, but that was um, the Executioner. No, the Executioner. In, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. No, I'm thinking about the Judge in the animation series. In the animated series. Okay. Um I don't know. Th- th- that just tells anyway. you how often this happens. Right. Just yeah. like right. we're referencing like about 12 right. different times this has happened across, you know, the span of everything that has been Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, that's also a common oh, it's- like it, it, it's a common vigilante superhero kind of adversary where it's like, "No, I'm not a bad guy. I don't think you kill enough bad guys." But also right. he's kind of a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, but more than kind of probably.
0: Oh, the other element that you were talking about, Brian, was now Batman has no money. Mm. And so far, there's not a lot to deal with with that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I think as we're moving forward and he doesn't have the money to replace all of his gadgets and stuff, I think it's going to get more interesting Mm. the the less he has to use in his war on crime. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see how it's going to go moving forward. But so far, it's just like, oh, no, I don't have any money. But... I I mean, I I still have some money.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the time will tell is when he reaches for a batarang and there's an empty utility belt. That's when he's like, oh,
1: damn. It's it's like a store-bought boomerang or (laughs) 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 just somebody's toy. Uh,
0: Anthony Drago says it was the son of Dakar. Ah. Thank you. Thank you. Very
1: cool.
2: Okay. Now, now the one thing I will say that I liked about this book or at least what seems to be happening – in the batman universe is the seeming return of barbara gordon to the oracle yes mm-hmm. and i do hope that that sticks i know that there's been talk about her like adopting you know spoiler and um, Orf- orphan the is other... her
1: name now i think orphan yeah,
2: yeah to, to be like the her new batgirl surrogates and everything like that and i'm fine with that um but if she stays oracle and they actually lean into it the way that they did earlier. I think that is a much better role for Barbara Gordon, a, a role that she honest, honestly should have never left out of and a more powerful role mm. for her. So I am happy to see how that um, develops. It's different, uh, too.
0: Action figure expert says needs to bring more lesser known Batman villains like Firefly.
1: I'd be into that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen,
2: no, no, I don't don't know if I need Firefly,
1: but (laughs) like Firefly. (laughs) I mean, look,
2: I I remember, you know, um, and this harkens back to when I used, you know, my my younger days. But I remember in the seventies when uh, uh, Marshall Rogers and Steve Englehart, you know, revised Deadshot and made him into the villain that we know now. That happened in the 70s. Okay. Deadshot was a villain that showed up in like the 40s and 50s and seemingly sat in jail <laughs> for all that time. He even does the commentary of like watching the the rotation of all these guys leaving jail and him sitting <laughs> there, you know? Um so it can happen. You go back into the archives and you kind of like you know, just Tweak things a little bit, and you can make them. I would love to see somebody do something with the Mad Hatter. Oh, you know, yeah! It doesn't always have to be about hats. It can be about getting into the head. Like the Mad Hatter is ripe for um, recycling and, and revisioning.
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in a long time, actually. Now that you mention yeah. it, yeah.
0: Uh, I think we saw him. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of White Knight.
1: Mm. Sean Murphy's White
2: Knight. Mm-hmm. We saw him in White. Yeah, Knight.
0: Mm. F- to a very, very cool effect. Mm. <laughs> there was a ma- there was a Mad Hatter and Clayface thing that happened that I was just like, oh, snap, that's pretty
2: gross and dope. Hmm. It was. Hmm. It was.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to
2: Wolverine. Oh, you know what? The Mad Hatter was used in. Uh... Wasn't the Mad Hatter used in Young Justice?
1: Yes, t- I think so. Oh, was, he? was he actually one of he the was. earlier one of the earlier villains that they went up against? No,
2: I think in, I think in season in the, in the most recent season, I think Mad Hatter is has a part in that. Oh. In the most, mm. most recent season, mm. yeah. See, see, you can do things with a bad ah, head. That's for what sure. I'm
0: Wolverine Black, White, and Blood number one from Marvel Comics from Jerry Duggan, Adam Kubert, and more. Top Marvel talent sink their claws into all new Wolverine tales, and they're bloodier than ever. Logan, Patch, Weapon X. Wolverine the mysterious mutant has gone by many names and lived many different lives now experience all new untold tales of the best there is through the lens of an all-star cast of creators in the unadulterated black and white format with a healthy splash of blood red all over. Return to the Weapon X program with Jerry Duggan and Adam Kubert and a new revelation from Wolverine's shattered memories. Join Matthew Rosenberg and Joshua Cassara on an explosive deep cover spy mission from Wolverine's association with Nick Fury. Head into the wilds with writer-artist Declan Shauvey as Logan finds himself in the crossfire of a deadly trap. This is the one you've been waiting for, bub. Parental advisory. I was not waiting for this. And it was just fine. Um, The first one brought no new revelations, even though it said it did, unless I missed a revelation. Uh, I did really like the second storyline with uh, Nick Fury and the payoff for that, uh, Mm. using his mutant healing factor in a very interesting way. But uh, and the second, the third one was fine. It was interesting. But, uh, yeah, they're not kidding uh, really, it's just all black and white, except for the blood that is all over these pages. Mm. uh what did you guys think brian
1: um i I wasn't waiting for it either, <laughs> and uh I'm glad I wasn't it was it was okay you know i mean if if you're into Wolverine, I mean I like Wolverine, but he's not you know he's not one of like my top tier characters um yeah. if you're super into Wolverine, I think you'd probably like it you know it was um the art was experimental. I don't know that it really, it didn't flow that well for me. Um, but there were definitely elements of it that I liked. Um, it was it was interesting and and fine. I don't know. Is this is this the plan for this whole series to be in this yep. in the black, white, and red? Yeah. Okay. Um, I found myself uh, the first story. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, uh, a thing from Wolverine's past. Uh, kind of nothing unexpected there. The second one. By the end of it, I know why, but most of the time I'm reading it, I'm like, how does this Hydra guy not know who Wolverine is, right? Like, (laughs) he's in the Wolverine costume, so it's not from a time before he was in the X-Men. He's, I would assume, one of the best known adversaries amongst folks like Hydra, (laughs) you know? Like, if you know Nick Fury that well, how do you not know who this is? Um Although the payoff for that was cool and I see why they had to yeah. do that because the payoff was he had smuggled a bomb in and his in his body, you know, that he like cut open. And and there were a lot of cool like uh, the Hydra guy thinks he's got Wolverine right where he wants him. But it is uh, dripped out that Wolverine and Nick Fury have the Hydra guy right where they want him. Um, yeah. So you know, overall, pretty cool story. And the last one. A, a nice Wolverine tale, uh, not nice. I mean, there's a lot of it's a lot of pain and bloodshed, but um, you know, a, a kind of a, an interesting character twist with the guy that shows up at the end, the state trooper, I guess, that mm-hmm. was dirty but had gone good, and and this was kind of payback from the from the villains for having turned around, you know, and not been good or been good.
0: So, with the second storyline in Budapest, mm-hmm. um, the problem is. The first, the very first page, Budapest, 39 hours ago. Mm -hmm.
1: Second Mm -hmm. page,
0: undisclosed location, now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So when I take now and I'm reading it, I'm like, how does this guy not know who Wolverine is? (laughs) He's been around forever. What are you, what are you doing? So then I had to go, oh, they mean now for the story, Mm. not now for the reader, Mm. Uh, which I think is very confusing. Uh, I, I... I literally took it as like, oh, okay, this is modern day. Oh, neat. Okay. Even. So, yeah, definitely not the case.
1: Even with that, like, it's, I got the sense that it was set in the past, but not Mm -hmm. far enough in the past that he shouldn't know who Wolverine is, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I looked at that caption, I was like, did that mean 30, did it say 39 years? Did they (laughs) mean 39 years? Like, (laughs) no? I'm like, all right. Yeah, I found that to be a bit confusing as well. Um. Yeah, this didn't do anything for me either. Mm. Uh, I will say, though, that speaking to the first story, which is, you know, much, a, a whole lot of uh, ruggamaroo about <laughs> nothing, to be honest, yeah. the first story um, is yet another Wolverine versus Sabretooth fight. I think it um, was Wendigo,
1: actually. Yeah, oh, Wendigo. You
2: know, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Um, I will say that I thought that the use of red was more imaginative. In that one, because there were times when the red was used as like the inside of wherever this bunker was, or this, yeah. you know, where people were reviewing the scene. So, so I dug that, and I thought that this was some of Adam Kubert's best art that I've seen in a mm. while as well. It's real nice. It's, it's real nice art. So I'm so um and it, and it's clear. I understand what's going on. So while the story is much to do about nothing, the presentation of it. Is something to be championed, which at the end of the day in a lot of these black and white things that they do, whether it not it be Marvel with Wolverine or DC with Batman as they're going to be returning too soon as well. Um, that really is like really the biggest thing about it. It's about how you're getting over the presentation. So I like that in the first story. The second story, much like you, the two of you, I got, kind of got confused about time-wise, you know, how the time was jumping. I also, while I dig the whole idea of Wolverine hiding a bomb inside of him and taking advantage of his healing factor, I mean, that's a very trusting healing factor right. that it's, <laughs> that you could blow up a bomb from inside. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean. And like, I guess, I guess you just realize, like, okay, I'm gonna blow this up and I'm going to be off the grid for a year or two while everything reconnects, you know? So that's basically what you're saying, you know what I mean? I mean, this is not like T2 and all the body parts are just going to start morphing together and just recreate a Wolverine. But, um, so there's that. And the last story, it felt like Wolverine, like, all of a sudden crossed into an episode of Fargo. I didn't know what was... (laughs) I mean, it was kind of cool, but, um, and cool looking. I didn't mind the, the art of it. It's definitely had like an indie feel and I liked that presentation of it Um, but again I I, again it was one of those situations where I felt okay they set it up so that you can have Wolverine go ham on all these freaking people and you can give people you can satisfy the readers bloodlust and have Wolverine just go murk like 80 (laughs) more (laughs) thousand people you know Um, so I mean you know it yeah my big takeaway from
0: this as a retailer is, oh, when this is all said and done, this is going to be an excellent trade paperback mm. that I can hand to people who like Wolverine. Mm.
2: hmm That's there's, true. there's
0: no continuity really to it. You can just, it's just snapshots throughout his history. If you like Wolverine and you like him doing what he does, mm-hmm.
1: done. And yeah, he is the best there is so, at that, yeah. so.
0: It's yeah. true. It's true. <laughs> I, I hear that it's not pretty. Is that right? But he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's solid. It's just, you know, I, I haven't really cared about Wolverine in a long time yeah, uh, as a yeah. character. Like, when he was gone, I went,
2: okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, You know, Laura took over as the all-new Wolverine, and I thought it was fresh and fun, and I really liked her, and I liked her, uh, uh, I liked um, Honey Badger <laughs> and all that stuff, the Tom Taylor, what have you. I, I thought that was great. And now that he's back, I'm like... Alright, he's back. I don't think anything interesting has been done with the character since he's returned, mm. other than he's Wolverine. Mm. So... Well, JD.
2: Yes. You don't care about Wolverine, and that's fair. Too much anymore. Right. No, no, he's fine. Right. But, but recognizing that Wolverine is here to stay, mm. right? If you... And for you too, B. Mm. If you could um, wish what the next step for wolverine would be story-wise you know like like or or at least some avenue of him that has yet to be explored or or really taken advantage of Hmm. what would it be
1: you know i'll tell you uh i got two things popped into my head one has already been done i just thought uh maybe not in the comics yeah Actually, no, I'm wrong. It has been done in the comics, so I'll just bring it up anyway so, so, uh, so you know. The, it was one of the cartoons where um, everyone kind of disbands and Cyclops uh, – Professor X is in a coma, I think, and Cyclops is, is disillusioned and he leaves and Wolverine runs the school. He's getting, like, messages mm-hmm. from the future from Charles Xavier. Um, I, I thought that was pretty cool. That was a cool idea. But they did do that, actually, in the comics. Not exactly that, but he ran the school. But um, so the one that just popped into my head was uh, like a time travel thing where he's in um, like the, the days of the samurai, like an ancient Japan kind of thing could be interesting uh, for a time.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've already seen that, yeah, well, but it know. wasn't time travel. <laughs> you know, they've already gone this. Th- that's the thing with this character is that he has been around so long and they have done so much with him and he has been so... Everywhere, mm. you right. know that it's hard to have new things to do with this character, and I'm not smart enough to think of one. I would like to see that samurai time travel story, mm-hmm. Brian. Uh, I like the old man Logan stuff. I thought, you know, the Miles um, Mark Mark Miller old man Logan was a really cool way to take the character. I like the movie Logan, and I think there's interesting things to be done with the character, but they've they've already, and you know through. No fault of their own, the character is, has been around so long that you can only do the Man of Mystery <laughs> thing so long. Eventually, <laughs> right, you got to tell right. his origin, even though his origin isn't very interesting. They did it, mm-hmm. and
1: you know I, I remember. You know, the, oh, sorry, I. I
0: but, no, no, it's just you know, there's I, I can't think of anything new to do with the character. Is my point. Sorry.
1: I, I remember thinking when they did that, I was like, ah, you know, I really thought the Wolverine was going to be a lot older than that. <laughs> like he was going to be like. <laughs> like, an early human or something. You know, that kind of thing. Um, But that would be interesting. Go back in time to, you know, like, the the age of the dinosaurs and he's all on his own or, you know... uh, But
0: again, that's just him in the Savage Land.
1: That's a fair point. Uh, And I was even thinking, oh, far future. And then I thought, oh, Old Man Logan. Well, even farther than that. (laughs) Days of future past. You know, even far... Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Well, let me ask you... The only thing that I can think of, and I don't know if it's been done, so you, you guys tell me, mm. is to take Wolverine from Earth and put him in a more a cosmic galactic mm. setting and leave him there mm. for, let's say, the next five, six, seven years and let him navigate there let him have to navigate on other worlds with those other cultures. I don't know if that's ever been done, but I think that might be an interesting way to re-explore who he is and and his edicts and like, you know, even some of his his powers, you know, like he he can smell so many things. Take him someplace where he doesn't recognize oh, these that's smells. That's interesting.
1: You oh, know, man.
2: he doesn't recognize what's happening, you know, where his healing factor might be challenged by the change of gravity where he is, or something like that. You know, that's the, the I think might be an interesting way to at least reimagine
1: the character. Oh, you could also have him just not for not for the whole five to seven years, but uh, one story where he is somehow just floating through space and constantly mm. rehealing. But you know, he's like. In a sticky situation because he's just yeah. floating through space, well, you know.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of um, uh, spoilers for the movie Old Guard.
2: Yeah, I but just, I was right there.
0: Yeah, you basically you have that immortal woman constantly drowning and mm-hmm. and rebirthing and drowning mm-hmm. and like over and over and over again, which just eventually drives her insane.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that would have a good chance to do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Christopher Goodnight said, I "Hated the movie Logan." but mainly for the same reason I hated most of the X-Men movies. Mm. They had a bunch of random mutants with basic powers. Mm. What? Why, why that, what? Why did that that make you hate Logan?
2: I thought, I thought Logan was probably the best X-Men movie that's ever been made. I, I love Logan him. is one of the best, I think, comic book he, films that's ever been know, made. You I still
1: haven't seen it. I don't know why. So what? It was It came out at a time when I was working at a movie theater and I kind of got out of the habit of mm. seeing movies. Um, except, like, those kinds of movies that were right up my alley, but I think I was also graduating, uh, college or something at the, at the time, and it was, like, a big push to get everything done, and then it left the theater. Is
2: Logan that old?
1: Uh, well, I didn't, uh, graduate college when most people my age did. I went to school, worked full-time and went to school part-time for about ten years. Oh, okay. And took a bunch of classes that never contributed to my degree directly, but, uh. You know, so it, it took a while for me to <laughs> to get there. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All
0: right, it's so good. It's you so gotta good. watch Logan. It's one of my one of my favorite superhero films of.
1: Ever. I should. I actually. So I've I've created a list of movies uh, that I really should see, and that is on that list. And and this is not in my head. I've yes. written this down. Um,
2: oh, the give us the – give us. The... The, the top five. Yeah.
1: You know, you're the top, like literally the top five that are on the list. No. Uh,
2: well, you've given us a Logan. So give us four. There's going to be
1: someone here <laughs> that you are like, Ryan. what's the matter with you? Why have you not seen this we, We've
0: already done that. We've already well, done
1: that. Get ready ago. to say it even more. <laughs> Spider-Man far from home. I have <laughs> oh. not seen that. And part of the reason was when it came out, I forget why I didn't see it initially. And then he wasn't going to be in the, the MCU anymore. And it just like removed the wind from my sails about it. You know, i deflated me on that one. And then I was like, I really should see it now. Now maybe if I could top that into the spider verse, I have not seen. (gasps) Right. I don't know why guys. I
2: drop his feed, drop his (laughs) feed. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, this is better. Woo. Woo. Ah. Can't let this virus spread. <laughs> Man, you know
0: it was great, Len? Into the Spider-Verse.
2: <laughs> Wasn't that movie great? It was the best superhero the, movie I've ever seen. It's the best superhero movie.
1: Absolutely. I I, uh, I don't disagree. I could hear them the whole time, for those of you listening, uh, and don't know that they cut me off of the video. But um, uh, I really should see it. I, I make no excuses for that lack of having seen that. Um, and, and then after it left the theaters, I was kind of like, Oh, I didn't see it in the theaters. You know, now I got to watch it on my TV instead of the theaters. Um, oh. Then we got we got two more uh, Star Trek Beyond, which is I haven't heard like it's so great, but it's a Star Trek movie, and the fact that I haven't seen that is a shock, you know, to me personally. It's
2: good though. I, I,
1: it is cool, good. Cool. I'm I'm glad to hear it. Um, and this next one was not released in theaters. Uh, Superman Red Sun. Um, both of the animated oh, wow. ones so I'm going to sneak An extra one in there I haven't seen The, the newest Superman Animated movie either
0: um, I haven't seen The newest one either
1: It, it looks good though Me, me, me yeah. neither Yeah Man of Tomorrow I think
0: yeah. Or I also haven't seen And I really want to The Death in the Family Oh yeah Is that out yet? It's like a Choose your own adventure yeah. Animated film Yeah
2: I didn't. I didn't. Was that that must have just been recently released?
0: I thought it was because brand or it's recently released. Brandon Jackson Shorts, uh, friend of the show, uh, was in here the other day complaining that I guess he got the digital version, <laughs> and if you get the digital version, you do not get all of the different outcomes.
1: Oh, mmm, yeah, that's a so
0: that's lame. I was like, well, I'm gonna then I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray, and he's like, don't do that either. <laughs> Then how do you get all of the outcomes? That's the point. I think he's like, don't bother. Me.
1: Oh, gotcha. Oh. <laughs> so he got uh. him, but yeah, I hear
0: it. Yeah, he was just—he didn't—he didn't like the movie. I see. But also, he's got a thing about Tim. Uh, I don't know if there's like a Tim problem in there, mm. but he hates when they mistreat Tim.
1: Tim, uh, Drake, but we're talking Tim, about Tim, Tim yeah, Drake. yeah,
0: because he takes over after Jason Todd is gotcha. killed. So I wonder if it's a Tim problem. Is it a
1: movie? Like, is it a full movie? I—I I thought it was just like a short. I'm not sure.
2: Oh, I don't. I'm not sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's a full movie. I
1: thought
2: it was. It's a full movie with like different outcomes as far as because the whole deal was, um, you know, when the, when the original story ran mm-hmm. was that you know people got to vote on whether or not Joker killed uh, Jason Todd or not. So the whole idea is that you get these different outcomes. Like, what if he killed Jason mm-hmm. Todd, or what if he didn't mm-hmm. kill Jason Todd? You know. So I think that's a. But I think it's a full oh, movie.
1: Okay. Okay,
2: cool. Like I didn't want to see it because to me even though I know technically, you know, you can do different versions of the story, I've seen this mm. when I saw Batman Red Hood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Under the Red mm-hmm. Hood. You know what I mean? Which I've seen great. it already. Which is great. And I don't I don't need to revisit that story again again mm. animated.
0: Mm. I will. Mm. Let's move on to crossover number 1 from Image Comics by Donny Cates, with art by Jeff Shaw. And let's see, Diamond has this to say, the creative powerhouses behind the best-selling, critically acclaimed God Country, Thanos Wins, and Redneck returns for the biggest launch of the year. Imagine everything you thought was fantasy was real. And now join us in a world where reality is dead and anything is possible. So what we have here is basically one of my favorite contemporary writers, Donnie Cates, doing a thing in Image Comics where c- superhero comic books have infiltrated the real world on a very specific date in a very specific city. And I believe it's from all of the different companies. So mm-hmm. you've got Marvel heroes, Batman heroes, and I'm assuming Image heroes as well. I think Savage Dragon was and,
1: alluded to, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: At alluded to yeah. I'll, I'll get to that I'll get to okay. that um, so Very interesting idea uh, Marvel already did it Mark Miller did a book called 1985. I believe it was called and it was basically Marvel superheroes interacting with the real world uh, In a world where comic books exist, and I thought that was kind of interesting And uh, I don't think I liked the the end of it very much, but we have the same sort of element here Where what happens when superheroes, who are super powerful, interact with the real world? And then also, how does that affect comic books Mm. as a medium? Mm. How does it affect comic book stores as retailers? And how does it affect the world uh, at large? And I thought it's a very interesting look at those things. I think the first issue is pretty interesting, though not... I wasn't super enamored with it, but I went, oh, we're off to an interesting start. Mm.
2: When you say you weren't enamored with it, what do you mean? Like the story didn't connect with you?
0: Yeah. I'm curious to see where it's headed, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, everyone has to read Crossover number 1. It wasn't Mm. like Department of Truth, Mm. where as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, I'm going to tell people to read this. Mm. Right. Right. Um, But I think if you're interested in it, check Mm. it out. I don't think it's a universally um, approachable subject matter.
2: Right? Yeah, that's the way I agree with it, too. I, I thought it was a very interesting premise. And I, um, so I was, I was there. Um, first of all, I think the cover is amazing. I just, something about the cover just really struck me. Um, it's just solid. The, the logo, the imagery of it, I just found Mm -hmm. it really, um, evocative and I was there, you know what I mean? And it was illustrative of what's happening without it being a scene from the comic, you know? So that's why I like, I like the cover so, so much. Um, but the whole story idea of it, I thought was, it's very, it's it, 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 it's it's kind of cool. It's a different way to do, look at comics. It's a different way of looking at, you can think about it, you know, to a degree, you know, America um, mm. and how we deal with one another, how we can other people, mm. you mm. know. Um, so I dug it. Um there's a moment where there's supposed to be like a big reveal of one of the others being in the space that because my eyes are so used to the language of comics, it wasn't immediately recognizable to me why this was not an other. And I had to turn the page back it's like, oh, the coloring. Now I see oh, it. Oh, right, right. You didn't catch that. Yeah, right? interesting. It, it, it just didn't hit with me yeah. because I, I'm used to yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, so but it was well done. You know, when I go back and look at it, I'm like, okay, good on you. And probably if it was, you know, more, if it stood out more, it probably would have pulled me out of the comic book a little bit. So I actually, you know, in looking back on it, appreciated it. The art was leaving me a little cold, but I, but it, it slowly grew on me. Um And the whole idea—I th- I thought it was very interesting, like you said, JD. The whole idea of the commentary about how this affects not only the world at large but the retail world of comic books—I thought was really, really cool. And an aspect you don't ever see um, covered before. Um, I like, yeah, that, that JD showing the page that I was—I was speaking of—and it didn't. There's a, the, the the treatment, the coloring of the of the character. There is definitely from the seventies, from mm-hmm. the um, the way they used to color comics books there when they were on basically like newsprint, um, and it's a way that people. <laughs> let's face it, they haven't been coloring comic books like that for at least thirty yeah. years. Mm-hmm. There are people who this language is not, it, it may not they. They'd be like, yo, something's wrong. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they won't know what's going on. Yeah. So it just didn't hit me like that because I've, I've read books like that. But, you yeah. know, for other people, they'll be like, what the nah, fuck?
0: Nah. So, for people who uh, can't see it, uh, it is – if you think of Roy Lichtenstein, the artist.
1: With the little dots.
0: Mm. Yeah, little dots, yeah. little colored dots.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And that's the way they colored comic books back in the 70s, ladies and gentlemen. Go ask – well, go ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> um. I, I I dug it. I it, it was it was a it was a cool little comic book hmm. uh, for a change. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Now wait a minute. Hal twenty eight fourteen chimed in. He says I saw a crossover number one at my comic book store and remember JD's review of it because I did a Thunder Round early in the week and I didn't buy it. So maybe now I'll check it out. What has happened between my review on my Thunder Round to now <laughs> that you're going to check it out? I said the same things in my Thunder Round.
1: But now Len has spoken.
0: Anyway. <laughs> He, dis- he, he didn't disagree with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but just, uh... That changed something within how 2814... Okay. <laughs> um...
0: But, uh...
1: Yeah, anyway, Brian, what'd you think? I, I liked it a lot. And, um... I thought there were a couple of really good lines. Like, uh, literally a couple, like two really good lines. And uh, I'll get to those in one second, but <laughs> I hadn't... I hadn't really taken note on the, the credits page. You've got the classic, uh cyan, magenta, yellow, black, uh, kind of... CMYK. Yeah, yep. that they used to do. I mean, I we haven't seen those in years and years, but because of the printing process, those would be up at the top of the pages of older comics mm-hmm. so that they could align as they printed. They would print all the blues, all the reds, all the yellow, you know. Uh, and so it was cool to see those there. Um, I thought uh, the... Uh, so the lines that I was talking about was... They're, they're debating who is more real, you or Superman. And, and also I thought it was, uh, unexpected and interesting that they actually use the word Superman, you know? Yeah. Um, and they say like, you're real, you walk around, you have friends, you affect change. And I thought that was a cool way to phrase that. And the other one being, um, at one of the conflicts in the issue, this uh, comic book store is, is hit with, uh, it's, uh, it's blown up. And the guy who throws the the, the explosive, uh, they say, you know, this is this guy, he's something or other, and like it or not, this story is about him also. Um, yeah. And I, I just thought that that was a cool turn of phrase. Um, mm-hmm. I also, it didn't really hit me before, but it's an interesting twist that, like, this little girl uh, that is that is somebody from the comic book world does not appear to be a superhero or anything like that like she seems like she's just somebody from fiction who now maybe she does have powers and it's and it is only the kind of main characters of fiction that made its way through yeah. and uh, you know it's it's not like a, a huge deal probably but it's interesting
0: well, the interesting, oh, yeah, to, to touch on that, and that didn't occur to me, I assumed she was a kid with powers, mm. but now that you're bringing it up, I didn't realize at first with the big event that happens where all the superheroes are transported into the real world, I did not at first notice the city comes with the, mm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And it destroys a, a, a real world city right. in order to, you know, it plops it directly in the middle of a city and, and obliterates yeah. it, uh, which I didn't even realize the first time I saw it which is just awful. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if the denizens of that fictional city are also there too, and they have to sort of figure out how to live with real people, uh, which is another really interesting thing that they could be looking at. uh Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight also made a very good point and said it's going to have an interesting take on religious fanaticism as well, yeah. which is um, heavily at work here in this first issue, which I think is really interesting.
1: Hey, you know, J.D., now that you mention it, I wonder if this is this city that shows up. I didn't notice that it had destroyed an existing city, uh, although it's very clear on the page. I just didn't I just didn't notice it. I I am now thinking this is not a city. These are like individual buildings from that like has kind of created a city because they all look different from each other. we uh, yeah. like, uh, they look like they're of different cities. Um, the, uh, uh, what was it? I, I am wondering how they can, with the big reveal at the end, the the final page, yeah. how they can do that, right?
0: So that was the wrap up of my Thunder Round. Oh, okay. This is all well and good, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but like you said earlier, They're alluding to characters. And I think the strength of this book would be if I had my druthers, Mm -hmm. oh, Donnie Cates, go ahead and use Superman and Spider-Man and Batman and Wolverine, and you can use all the actual characters. Now I know in the really real world, that is highly unlikely, if not impossible, but wouldn't it be cool if, you know? So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's not Superman. but it's a, a guy with an s on his chest superman
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah supreme well cuz they even yeah. use the name superman and then show a drawing of superman oh that's the daily planet right there i believe in the we're showing on screen oh, there it the, is. Yep. the city that yep. pops in and something that, that looks a lot like the daily planet it always strikes me how much shorter the daily planet is than the other buildings in metropolis it's just interesting yeah, to i me.
0: always thought it was like one of the tallest buildings yeah.
1: but i guess cuz it's old you know, it's like an old, yeah, an exactly. old building. Yeah. Um, I was also uh, – you guys might remember. Lynn, I don't think you were on that week, but we did um, did a different event comic that was called "Some uh, Commanders in Crisis, I believe, or something like that.
2: Oh, I did that. I was there yeah, where okay. everybody was like a president yeah. from their other reality. Yeah.
1: And that one and didn't, also a superhero. didn't land with us. <laughs> um, no. and uh, Hey, Noel. Hey, Noel. Uh, Noel says hi to us, by the way, as you might have intimated. Well, he says,
0: literally just read this with my coffee today. Such a fun, fascinating book. Bouncing off, but I love your faces.
1: <laughs> Yours too, Noel. Uh, although we can't see it right now, but I, I remember and I expect to see it again. Um, but yeah, that one, in fact, when we got this, I was like, wait, are we reading issue two of that comic? Mm, <laughs> and, mm, then, mm. and then I remembered, like, oh no, this is, this is different. And, and I maybe unfairly uh, rated this higher because of that one. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so much better than that other kind of... They are both kind of attempts to uh, create a whole giant world all at once. You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Although mm-hmm. this one uses pre- pre-existing characters. Um, and, well, since JD's showing it on the screen, the, the reveal at the end is that the... The one who is helping, who has helped the the girl get away is Superman, presumably. It uh, looks a well, lot like Superman. And he would be the one, right? <laughs> like, if he was around. Um, but but how are they going to do that? Like, how, how can that right. be? And I'm curious to see. We'll They'll figure it out.
0: at the end here, there is, uh, from the author, Donny Cates. Hmm. And at the very bottom, he says, he oh." Uh, Gosh, where is it? But he basically says, you won't believe who we're able to use. You wouldn't believe, Mm. like, what we're able to do Mm. or something like that, which made me think, oh, okay, I guess maybe they've got some permission from somebody. Maybe.
1: Hey, maybe, I mean, you know, a, a rising tide raises all ships, Oh, you know?
0: Here we go. In short, I wanted to make... Oh, Jesus. I wanted to make something big and bombastic, but also small and intimate and connected to a larger, almost infinite world filled with shocking guest stars that... Dot, dot, dot. Man... I'm still pinching myself that we get to play with. Mm. So that's makes me go, well, who did they get? Who are they able to play with? Because even earlier in this issue, uh, you know, the religious zealot is holding a comic book and it says super squad, which isn't a thing that exists. Right. You know I mean? It's not a real property. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I wanna talk about the design for a second. Mm-hmm. Len was talking about the uh, cover of the book and uh, I really like the title treatment Ah, uh, didn't uh, It takes me so long to scroll back in this in this reader, um, but basically you've got the word crossover, and then the O in crossover has a negative space, and then there's two other negative space bubbles, which basically uh, is a visual representation of the multiverse, I would assume.
1: I think there's a two meanings actually. I, I, well, the ellipses. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's
2: that's what it yeah.
1: is. Yeah, I did not notice okay. that at all. Very cool.
2: Because that's her name. Because that's her name, the, the lead character's name, yeah.
1: which is also yeah. Her name is. You didn't th- yeah, d- just yeah. hit you right?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I peeped that when yeah. I saw it.
1: And she also goes by Ellie or L, which I thought was like, mm-hmm. oh, is that like a Superman reference too? Right. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, there's really interesting stuff in this. I, I'm, I'm curious about. It. Oh, you know, the very first page, you've got two quotes from one from Frederick Wortham from Seduction Mm. of the Innocent. If anyone doesn't know who that is, it's a very interesting story. Mm. Uh, The world of the comic book is the world of the strong, the ruthless, the bluffer, the shrewd deceiver, the torturer, and the thief. In comic books, life is worth nothing. There is no dignity of a human being. Second quote is, kids love chains, (laughs) (laughs) Tom
1: McFarland. Frederick Wortham noted wrong guy (laughs) (laughs)
2: point well done thank you point 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 point
0: well done that was
2: awesome um so uh, but you know what speaking about how two things one um speaking of how they might use these other characters right Mm -hmm. like it'll be fun to see who he does get to play with you have to imagine that he'll be able to play with you know you gotta imagine, well, first of all, because I think he's just down for this type of thing. Anybody in the Robert Kirkman or Eric Larson yeah. universe is probably like, they probably said, mm. go at it, mm. dude. Do what you want. Because that's just how those two ty- type of guys mm. get down. And I would imagine that Todd McFarlane, you know, sitting on top of, a, you know, a thousand stacks is like, sure, whatever. You know, bring me ro- more royalties. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. You know what I mean? Um... So outside of them, it will be fun to see who he gets to uh, play with, but it can be as simple as, especially with Superman, it can be as simple as you just show uh, the forearm in blue holding somebody's uh. hand. You don't have to say that it's that it's um, Superman, but everybody will know that it's mm. Superman. If yeah. you go into the early days of... Uh, Savage Dragon um, Eric Larson was famous for putting in slightly edited visions of other people's characters in his book like Batman would be in there you just wouldn't see the ears it would just slightly like, you could tell it was Batman and he didn't say it wasn't Batman but he didn't say it was Batman you just knew it was Batman so he could do that in this as well I, another th- uh, uh, moment that famously comes to mind was that um way back in marvels when um uh kurt busick and uh alex ross you know were showing like you know the, the the heroes emerging in the 40s and 50s and across the rooftops you saw a a hero with a red cape hmm. blue uh, red um red boots and blue tights leaping over the over the rooftops mm. everybody assumed that they were you know saying like oh my god Superman is in the Marvel universe especially since they alluded to having Clark Kent and Lois Lane mm. there at when the original human torch you know lit up um but it wasn't you know <laughs> Superman you know. They, for the record, said, oh, no, there was this timely hero back <laughs> in, the, in the day that was called, you know, like Red Cape Man or something like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, Red that Cape Man. That was actually, you know, <laughs> yes. know, leaping across the joint. You know, they had their, they had their official story ready. Mm-hmm. But we all know what Alex Ross was doing, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We yeah. all know it. You know what I mean? So I can imagine that if he wanted to really put in Superman mm-hmm. or a Superman symbol in here he'll find a way to do it and i'm i'm eager to to see how he makes it work and the second thing is the religious zealot that you were talking about jd in this yep. book i bet you a dollar that the artist uh jeff shaw uh, uh modeled that religious zealot off of john goodman
1: ah uh, yeah all
2: i all i was doing <laughs> All I saw was John Goodman every time I saw Milton Deke <laughs> character. I was just thinking the same thing,
1: yeah. I, I wonder, guys, if the difference in um, coloration style, you know, the the people from fiction being the dots and whatever, um, mm. if he did get the ability to use uh, some Marvel or DC characters, if that was part of it, not that they told him he had to, but that that was part of what made them willing to let him use them, mm. was like, okay. these okay. are... The char- These are the fictional characters, of uh, you know, in yeah. the real world, and they're clearly distinct, for as you know, rather than being like real characters who are in the real world kind of thing. Um, also, uh, th- there's a long history of of you know artists because at this point, um, I gotta believe most people that write and draw comics are comics fans themselves, you know, from a long time uh, in their past. And, you know, they always kind of slip in here or there. I remember um, Barry Allen made an appearance in the Marvel Universe after Crisis on Infinite Mm -hmm. Earths. Uh, Just recently, there was a shot of all the different Captains Marvel in a Marvel comic. And one of them was different colors, but it was it was the DC Captain Marvel Shazam, you know, was in there. And I love that kind of thing. I always uh, I always find that fun, you know.
0: I... I on another note, I like how she dresses down the, uh, the retailer.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how he immediately yeah. is like, eh, that was shitty. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, I I had a bad experience in a, in a comic shop when I was a little kid, which is part of the reason I even own a comic shop now. Mm. And, um, I, I like that they addressed that a little bit in mm. here. Um, it did hurt me to see the comic book store engulfed in flames at the end though. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is off to a really interesting start. I'm really curious to see where it's going. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's another first issue that I, I'm more interested in where it is than what it, what it's done so far, mm. or where mm-hmm. it's going than what it's done so far. Mm. But yeah, I'm definitely going to stick with this. Uh, Donnie Cates has really been knocking a lot of work out of the park, and I've been really enjoying his stuff recently. So cool. I will definitely be checking more of this out. Oh, this is an interesting That's, comment AJ from
1: uh, Christopher Goodnight. The the comic oh. shop is very similar to John Cusack's record store in High Fidelity. I hadn't thought oh, of nice. it, but yeah, it uh, it is. Yeah, I got that vibe yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. And, I love JJ, High
2: Fidelity. J.D., I don't have, as I'm scanning my, my trades right now, I don't have anything hmm. by Donny Cates. So if you were to suggest one trade, the first Donny Cates trade for me to put on my shelf, <laughs> what would it be? Thanos
0: wins is the first thing I ever read by Donny Cates. That by when I was done, I went, "Oh, who wrote this? I'm going to keep. I'm going to remember this guy's name." Thanos mm. wins. I don't care about Thanos. I don't care about Ghost Rider. I don't care about the Silver Surfer, uh, and he wrote Thanos wins. And I read it on a lark, and I was that. That was like, "Oh, I'm going to remember this name." I liked. It, it was so much fun. It was big and crazy and bombastic. Um, I really enjoyed it. All right, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thanos wins. Um. All right, let's see. Oh, and when it came up on screen, I noticed John Gooden- Goodman res- resemblance. Oh, do we assume the Barbara Gordon look-alike as a transfer over from the comic as well? I don't know who he's talking about. I, is he talking about the talking about I ele- think he's talking about ellipses. Ellipses? And,
1: and, and No, I don't yeah. think that she is. Um, no. Because she, she, her parents are still stuck in the, the, somebody has thrown up a force field around the whole of Colorado, I believe, to prevent mm-hmm. this, this battle from spilling out. You know, another interesting thing is we don't know what that battle's all about, and that could be an, right. an element. It didn't even occur to me until now. Um, I, I think it's interesting that she wears a mask, but um, no, I think she's. I think she's uh, from their real world.
0: Yeah, I think that's just like a cosplay element. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly, just being true. You know, just representing yeah. Yeah. what yeah. she's about.
0: Uh, all right, let's move on to. U.S. Agent number 1 of 5 from Marvel Comics by Christopher Priest and Georges Janty. Uh American Zealot Chapter 1 of 5, John Walker, the former super patriot, they didn't, they didn't mention this, and also former Captain America, <laughs> has been stripped of his official U.S. agent status and is now operating as an independent government contractor protecting government covert interests. His latest... Pre- His latest protection detail draws him into a conflict between a small town and the corporate giant trying to destroy it. John acquires a new partner and new enemy along the way while being haunted by ghosts from his past and confronting challenges to his future. So my first um, interaction with John Walker was back in the late, was it mid to late 90s, where Captain America Steve Rogers, let's go with a costume, Mm. He, he... Starts another identity, and then John Walker becomes Captain America, and he eventually goes off the deep end. He starts murdering people, and you know Steve has to come back and take the shield.
1: I think it was uh, which nomad. I remember. Uh, uh, oh, he was Nomad. I think yeah. that was when he was Nomad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, that's kind of all I have. That's like my only experience with John Walker. I haven't really paid him much attention since, but he's here. Mm and he seems a little dumber than before. Uh, Before he was brutal, but I don't think he was like like an idiot. Uh, And here he just seems not that intelligent. Um, But I I kind of like this type of character, and it reminds me of Kane. From Spider-Man? Kane from Spider-Man. So Kane eventually becomes the Scarlet Spider, and he decides he's gonna try and be a good guy, even though he has historically been bad. And Mm. I always kind of like... Someone whose initial reaction isn't to be good, but then trying to be good. I think that's an interesting story to tell. And we have elements of that here where he's like, not great at it. Please try. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think it's got... I was going to say interesting things. I don't know if it has interesting things to say about <laughs> conservatives. But it does have things to say about conservatives. And yes. I'm curious to think what you guys thought of it. Len? Um...
2: I found myself, re- I found myself kind of liking the, the comic book, and I, okay. I, and it was hard because mm-hmm. there's a lot about this comic book to, to be like, ah, like like you, I don't remember the character of John Walker being, this dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I think dumb is like putting it spot on, right? Um, and yet. I appreciate that they're doing something different with the character. You know, not every, you know, uh heroic figure operates at the height of their intelligence, case in point. So, um and sometimes they can't even with while doing the right thing, it doesn't mean that their some of their baser instincts or motivations don't sometimes, you know, spill out while they're doing that effort. He's clearly a a very complex. Well, let's not say complex. He's racist. <laughs> he's um, uh, but <laughs> he's he's racist. He's misogynistic. He he's 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 just a jerk. <laughs> yeah, you know. He is he is Guy Gardner like you know but in a shield in yeah. the flag wrapped wow. in the flag instead of green mm-hmm. and maybe and maybe he's even a step above Guy Gardner like I think Guy Gardner would look at look at this dude and say like bro but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I mean but because of that and because it is clearly played with his tongue firmly deeply implanted in his cheek um and because he doesn't, he does get his comeuppance every once in a while in this comic, including a very well drawn and choreographed fight scene with a pizza guy that I was actually like, this is actually pretty well done. Like, there's some strikes there that actually feel like, ow, that looks like it hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's when he drops, um, uh, elbow onto his arm. I was like, "Yo, right there. Yeah. Right there in that in that left corner." Wow. I was like, "That Yeah, that 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 mm-hmm. hurt." Man, <laughs> you know what I mean? It hurt me. So, I found myself despite myself enjoy. And, and there. Look there at that, that top panel. I was just that's thinking how about something it. goes through <laughs> a window or a wall, ladies and gentlemen, that's how you do it. Yeah. That's exactly how it's done. There's the difference. And, and this art is probably not as well drawn as that Batman splash panel was. But you feel the action. You feel it all. And it is all shown in this, in this page. And this is how we meet Maury. I was like, uh, this, you, this reminded me, I'm going, I'm going back in the, into the crates. Um, into the long boxes, this reminded me of Quantum and Woody. The first Ah. iteration of Quantum and Woody. Just very tongue-in-cheek. Just superheroes who maybe they may want to make some different career choices, but this is the one they made so (laughs) they're going to roll with it. And you just sit down and enjoy it. And I found myself having a good time with this comic book. It was a lot nice. of fun. Well, I mean, Christopher Priest was the original writer for Quantum
0: and Woody, right? So it has a lot of those uh, same elements where he uses... Mm-hmm. He always does that. No matter what book he's writing, there's a black panel with the white text, mm-hmm. and there's like a, a chapter break, and he gives you what the chapter break title is. Um, yeah, it, it, he always has a very similar style throughout his uh, oeuvre. Um, <coughs> th- am I saying that word yeah. right? I always I always think I'm not saying it No, right. that's it. A- but, yeah... Um, Brian.
1: Uh I I just I could not get into this comic. I just <laughs> now in fairness, I am not into US Asian. You know what I mean he's he's like several steps down from somebody that I'm interested in, you know? Um mm-hmm. like if he was in a good story, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it away, but but I just would never be drawn to a US Asian story because it was US Asian. Um I, this didn't occur to me until we were looking at it on screen here, but Uh, his shield, um, it's got the letters U.S. in it, which are fine if you are drawing it and can always draw it upright, but you, I think J.D. has on screen right now the only time when it is not, (laughs) when it is not drawn upright. (laughs) It's like, how does the shield keep winding up with the letters pointing the right way up, you know? S-N. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, and also, I, I can see it coming. It's going to be a running gag that he gets his shield destroyed all the time because it's not Captain America's shield, you know, and um, it's fine as it is. But I I wasn't taken in by it. I'm a little curious as to the whole deal with so he keeps ordering pizzas and throwing the pizza guys in the basement. Yeah. Trying to draw out somebody who is delivering pizzas with bombs in them to him specifically? Yeah. Like, why... Why would the guy wait? There's so many different, like... What kind of plan is I mean, that? I think,
0: <laughs> I think, you know, it didn't really click with me until Len literally just said Quantum and Woody ah. that this is the type <laughs> of book that is. Okay. okay. Like, he's so dumb okay. <laughs> that it's supposed to be funny. Like, this isn't supposed to be a serious superhero doing serious business. I think it's supposed to be kind of uh, almost a comedy book.
1: Okay. Now, I did think it was interesting the whole, like... You know, in the very beginning, it opens up with a lot of people whose um, local like, coal mine industry has gone away some time ago, and their town is not doing well, and a new business moves in, and they're like, but they didn't, they didn't help any of us. They brought all their own guys in for construction. They don't even buy groceries here. They don't pay taxes because they're tax-exempt. It doesn't help us out at all, and, and, and maybe hurts them. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, then we find out it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, So it's like, oh, that's why, of course, they wouldn't have local construction workers in their super secret, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, but nobody living there would realize that, you know. I thought that was an interesting twist. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually reading an article about this today uh, because some I don't know Newsorama or CBR or one of the, I forget which mm-hmm. one but they had posted a review of it and they didn't like it very much and they said that it makes fun of conservatives because of those scenes right they show those scenes where it's the talking heads oh. and they're just small town people explaining that you know the thing that their their town was based mm-hmm. on is going the way of the buffalo right. and that it's not Amazon, but it's Amazon shows up and has a big Amazon headquarters there. Mm-hmm. And they thought, oh, great, at least this will bring jobs and, and prosperity to our town. And it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, we find out later it's because it's Shield. But I don't th- I think that is a separate thing. I think the commentary here is there are people in middle America mm-hmm. who will revi- rely very heavily on uh, whatever it is that they're creating in that town. Uh, be it coal or something mm-hmm. else and once that goes away though what happens to these people
1: yeah. I, I didn't think and was... I think
0: that's a very Serious look at or a serious commentary on what's happening. I don't think that's supposed to be a joke And I don't think it's making fun of conservatives no. um, But um, I, I thought it was kind of interesting and I think that's where the there's a little bit of unbalance in this issue Where we're talking about something very serious that I think is a, a huge problem in America mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed but then we're also doing the pizza guy thing so it's it's hard to figure out what the book is trying to be yeah. in my opinion
1: i i didn't take it i mean to be honest it, it was i'm surprised that somebody took those as making fun of those people they seemed like they had legitimate serious grievances and yeah, that's, were treated yeah. respectfully in the comic like there's no like gags about now they do they speak in a dialect that is um not what is commonly accepted as the the like proper grammar or whatever, but that's how uh, there are people that talk like that. Like that's not um, yeah. making fun of them. It's just accurately reflecting no. how they talk. I also was uh, one of the more interesting things to me had nothing to do with the book at all, but um, there, there's a thing in this area for people that aren't from uh, Pennsylvania called shoe fly pie. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's uh, made of a bunch of different sugars and molasses and, uh, and uh, one more kind of sugar and you know that kind of thing is basically what it is and some some Very pie rich. crust at the bottom. Yeah. Now I always thought it was called shoe fly pie because it was so sweet that the flies came and you were like shoe fly, you know, you're like shoe, get out of here. Um, that was my assumption, and it may be a double a double thing, but they mentioned these these um, former coal workers. Uh, they use the word shoe fly. And they say, what do they say exactly? The shoe fly, there's a little asterisk that tells you what, these, what this term means, is a transverse passage in a mine. Um, so I, I mean, Pennsylvania has a lot of coal, uh, you know, or has had, and I wonder if that has something to do with the name. And uh, I meant to look ah. it up and, and figure it out, and I didn't, but I do still intend to. And it, it also could be one of those things that it is both of those things. Right, like they originally called it this because of this, but then also the flies keep coming by, you know, who knows. Um, So uh, it was interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Action figure expert wants to know, how long do you guys think Steve Rogers went under the name U.S. Agent?
1: Did he go under U.S. Agent?
0: Uh, I think so, yeah.
1: Was he U.S. Agent when when John Walker was Captain America? Because he's done a cut. He's been Nomad. He's been the captain. He's been everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think he was U.S. agent during the the storyline we're talking about with John Walker. Okay. I think Nomad was a previous time right. that he was yeah, disenfranchised yeah, pre- okay. with America.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that was Nomad was around the Nixon Gerald Ford. That was a oh right because it was like when,
1: he, when he was it was originally like depicted, yeah. it was like a direct response to Nixon. Right. Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
1: All
0: right. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's it's interesting, but I think it's a bit of a misfire. Uh, just just I, I'm not sure what the book's trying to be. Mm. That's all. Mm-hmm. So we'll see with issue two if it leans more heavily on the comedy or the commentary.
1: Oh, action <laughs> figure expert says uh, shoe fly buys is the best.
0: That's the buzz around town. That's
1: the one, because of all the flies.
0: Uh, ah, buzz. <laughs> ah. Web of venom. Oh no empire's end number one from marvel comics by clay mcleod chapman and i don't know how to say that word guiu villanova oh yeah i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna try um i will i will offend i will it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) i will not do it correctly is what i'm saying noel is coming wait what oh that's a variant thing shut up For four weeks, chaos engulfed Earth and space alike. First, the corpse of serial killer Cletus Cassidy was bonded to a remnant of a mysteriously powerful alien symbiote, resurrecting his psychotic alter-ego Carnage. Then, the generations-long Kree-Skrull conflict reached a brutal head on Earth with shocking and unforeseen consequences. Meanwhile, one ancient entity at the edge of the universe was awoken. Born of hate and darkness, it's the entity that feeds on chaos and brutality, and one group of unlucky fighters is about to face it head on. So, Empire's End, Web of Venom number one, bridges the gap between absolute carnage, Empire, and now the King in Black. Mm. And I kind of, what I liked about this is that. It felt like a horror movie. It felt like a like a space horror movie, um, mm. which I thought was kind of cool. Other than that, I don't know that it served any purpose other than oh no, Nola's coming, which we already knew. What did you think, Brian?
1: Uh, uh, my apologies, guys. When we got done U.S. Agent, I was like, and that is it for this week. And I totally <laughs> forgot to read I have Web of *Empire's End*. Uh, The first page looks good, looks pretty (laughs) well illustrated, (laughs) first couple of
0: pages,
1: (laughs) Uh and that one too, second page, uh, coming in, coming in (laughs) hot. So I'm sorry about that, gentlemen. (laughs) Len, what did you think? (laughs) Oh, Oh, God, that was, that was, um, what about this Uh, page?
0: Does this page look good?
1: Yeah, it's rocking it. All right. It's up to now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um
2: yeah, you'll like you'll appreciate that page, uh uh B because the the top panel gave you a kind of very Star Trek type of oh, yeah. type of vibe. Everybody sitting in on the bridge. I, and I do love a good um,
1: cosmic, you know, space thing in, in comics or, you know, wherever you like. Yeah.
2: Um I thought this I mean, like J D it's it's a kind of like a fun comic book. You know the whole, and I I dig the whole horror aspect, like you were talking about. J. D. Definitely has an alien vibe to it. I thought the art serves serves it very well as well. Um, so I think it it pulls it off. But again, it's just like like this is very much the pre credit scenes to the next big movie, right? Yeah. And like I think. What is spelled out in what? How many pages is this twenty something thirty pages? Yeah, I think this like could have been five pages of the, you know, the main story. I don't I don't really think that um, it serves any other purpose than that than to be again, just like Wolverine, Black, white, and red. Gives you a uh, license to have Wolverine just murk everybody. Yeah. Now, this entity has license in this one book to be as bloody and destructive as they can be because none of these characters matter, and the right. only one that that matters at all that you've met before, as always, got away. You know what I mean? Well, th- well I mean some of them you've met before, but did you really care? Not no. really. So, you know, they, they were easily easy to get taken off the board in however gruesome a uh, fashion they wanted to do. So um this was well done, well depicted, but it was well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Same. I agree. Yeah. Uh, what's the move Life? There was a movie called Life. Uh, maybe four or five years ago, and if you get to the end of it, it feels very much like a prequel to Venom. Mm. Mm. And so I got a lot of life vibes from this one. Uh, okay. And the way okay. that the, the way that the symbiote organism works in that movie, I was able to transfer onto this, which made it more creepy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, otherwise this was I, I didn't need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had more to say about it. Like, okay, there's Noel, he's coming. All right. Yeah. And there's there's dragons in space. I don't care about space dragons really. Yeah. But
2: yeah. It's nothing. I mean, well done. Like I said, it's well done. Art is pretty. It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. But like, and there's nothing. It's not even like
0: you know when I when I expected Noel to talk. I expected more personality or something more to grab onto, and there's just not really there. He says, mm-hmm. We have crept across the cosmos, dragging the shadows of our planet over the length of the galaxy, one planet at a time, like a death shroud. You are next. And I'm like, All right, that's just cookie cutter. Yeah. Uh, this is what villains yeah. say. <laughs> I'm like, All right.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that could easily be Thanos, dark side, yeah. you yeah. know. Yep. You pick your pick your cosmic yeah. poison. It, yeah. That's who analyst
1: especially. Yeah. <laughs> analysts Almost exactly yes. the kind of thing
2: you know. Oh, yeah. do you call him analysts? I always call them annihilist. Oh, really? I call him an I call a too. But I didn't want B to be that's wrong. All right. so I mean,
1: that. I could be. I've also heard <laughs> the word uh, annihilate is I think the correct pronunciation. I've heard people say annihilate, but um, I think that's wrong. And I might be the only one that I've heard say that. Um, this is. Vol- i think
0: volvic Vulvi- <laughs> titan says what is this uh this is the spoiler alert gutter talk podcast where we talk about this week's comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> welcome to the end of the show we are wrapping up but we do go live every sunday at ten thirty a.m
1: oh, hey, i thought we had one more comic to do now, now wait do what? you pronounce that volvic titan because i pronounce it volvisitian <laughs> ah, Vul- yeah um no, I think the analyst thing, I mean, as, as I may have mentioned on the show before, uh, I always pronounced it Magneto until the, I, probably the 90s cartoon show, because why wouldn't you, <laughs> you know? But a lot of other people didn't. Um, and, you know, when you just read something and, and analyst is one from so long in, you know, in my past uh, when I was much younger and he doesn't really come up that much anymore that I am totally willing to believe that it's analyst <laughs> for sure. yeah Um, but he spreads waves of things across space so
0: the analist analist the
1: analist
0: Christopher Goodnight says wasn't Ryan Reynolds in that yes he was he was in the movie Life Mm. yeah it's a pretty solid uh, you know space horror film if you're into that I would check it out
1: wait Lynn did you have Um, another comic you wanted to talk about yeah what book are you talking about something you read this week
2: Uh, did I maybe y'all did this last week and I missed it I'm sorry um because I read from Image Comics, the Scumbag.
1: Oh, we did do That's that from last week. like two weeks ago. We, uh, two yeah. weeks ago, right? It was ago. Two... Well, oh. what'd you think, Glenn? Did you like?
0: It? What'd you think of Rick Remender's The Scumbag? <laughs> oh, <shit.
1: laughs> My bad. That's all right. Well, give us a thunder round. Or <laughs> you'll be you'll you
0: got... be all ready when we talk about Scumbag
1: Dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, well, <laughs> my thirty seconds on the scumbag. Uh-huh. Um, yo, the scumbag is the shit. Ah. This, this book was so effing good, man. This was so effing cool. Like for all you people who are celebrating that, you know, we finally have a a woman as the as a vice president. You know, uh, in America then all of you people who go under the, the the heading of white trash, you have your hero in the scumbag. The scumbag is this dude. He is the worst person in the world, and he is now our savior. It is, it is butt-ass funny. It is fantastic artwork. It is gorgeous. It is hilarious. It is. It is. It is. It is crass. It is gross. It is disgusting. But I balls out laughed on every fucking page of this book. Oh my god, I love this comic book. Oh this is nice. One of the most refreshing things I've read in such a long fucking time. This scumbag was all that. I am there for every fucking issue of this book.
0: Great. Oh wow, that's awesome. The, the, I I I, hold... I thought it was fine. <laughs> what? Yeah. I
2: really thought you would love this book, J D. Oh, it didn't, didn't really make me book? laugh. Hmm. Yeah, it was fine. <sighs> okay. okay. But I like Rick right. Remender. Hmm. So, okay.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm glad you liked yeah. it. We're definitely gonna talk about, you know, the second issue when it comes out, so we will revisit it here on the show. Uh, if anyone wants to help out the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Help us out that way. If you don't have any money, just like, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends. Let the people know that we're, we're here to bring If you. don't you- like,
2: If you don't have any money, ladies and gentlemen, you really want to help us out, look for the show on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. That is the yeah. biggest way you can help the show because that helps other people find the show.
0: Yes, all I have to do is finish editing the last four podcasts and put it on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's been a busy month. Sure. <laughs> I still i uh, I did that. Uh, Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Gritty T-shirt that I drew, mm-hmm. and I, I, saw I got that. 300, uh, 300 orders, more than three hundred orders. Uh, like two weeks ago, I fi- I'm just wrapping up those orders, and now because of the election, I have another. How many Etsy orders do I have now? 151 wow. new orders. And that's only orders. That's not T-shirts. Mm. That's some of these orders are like five shirts. Mm. <laughs> so mm. uh, I have a lot, a lot of, a lot to do. And if you would so like to have further to overwhelm edit the podcast, JG,
1: you can purchase one of those shirts <laughs> yeah. from his store uh, at Johnny you couple. go Company.
0: If you go to JohnnyDestructo.com, my Etsy is there and you can buy a Bad Things Happen in Philadelphia gritty T-shirt that I drew myself. Um, Len, where can the people find you?
2: Yo, you can check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, every place Black Tribbles, at Black Tribbles. Holler at a triple. Holler, 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 holler. i love.
1: And Brian? Uh, I'm at brianliebdesign.com, and uh, and uh, you can find me there.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, join us. We're going to be doing Thunder Rounds throughout the week. Hopefully, no, me and Noel usually do Thunder Rounds, and then if not, we will see you here next Sunday, 10.30 a.m., where we will talk about this upcoming week's comics. So thanks so much for hanging out with us, and we will talk at you later. Ta-da!